that's my secret cat. I'm always angry. <laughs> Run out of patience. On the roof! Hey everyone, Cap Captain, big fan, Spider-Man. Avengers! Assemble. Hello, Peter. Hello and welcome to the Infinity Saga and Beyond, an MCU fan podcast. It is Jordan Wiegand, and with me today, breaking down Moon Knight episode two, is Logan Stump. Uh, the name's Charles. Um, Logan oh, is sorry. no longer in this body. <laughs> we got Charles with us here today. We're going over episode two, Summon the Suit, written by Michael Castelline. Directed by Aaron Moorhead and Justin Benson. And it aired April 6, 2022 on Disney+. Plus. Uh, first, Logan, I want to get your thoughts because I was I was solo last week. Um, just uh, your thoughts overall on the first episode and how the show began. Very confused. Um, I am not a comic uh, book reader. Uh, I... By uh, nature, so I, it was it was really confusing at first because I was trying to figure out where who everybody was, and there were multiple people inside one person, so that was kind of confusing. The Mark Steven stuff, um, so yeah, I, I mean, it was really confusing. However, that being said, um, once I started kind of piece things together, I'm like, okay, now I kind of get this because you had told me a little bit about what he was and who he was and what he kind of struggled with, um, and he's got kind of that multiple personality. Um, disorder kind of thing so it's like uh it, it really was it was interesting to kind of see him portrayed in the in the tv show and then you know building up to that final you know end scene when he's in the bathroom um ultimately becoming moon knight it was i don't know it was great i, I was it left on a cliffhanger i was really excited about this one it was a totally different feel um than other marvel movies and tv shows so i don't know i kind of dug it like I, I'm, I'm really excited for uh, strange into the multiverse because i think um the, ultimately they're getting into more of these darker characters and things that are going on that are a bit darker a little bit scarier so no i, I really enjoyed it and uh i was really looking forward to this episode and i'm glad this episode was just as good yeah if you think it's confusing with the personalities in the show uh let me tell you about the comics <laughs> uh there are a lot more um which we'll see if we see any of those in the show. Uh, so the synopsis of episode two is with little time to react. Steven is thrust into a war of the gods as a mysterious partner arrives. And uh, what was your initial thoughts on this episode? Really well done. Um, one big thing I'm really a big fan of a proponent of just the, the, the use of mirrors and reflections is so cool. I mean, the camera angles, uh, I feel like this one takes a lot more strategic planning as far as the production is concerned. Um, and you really got to see it on display here. I loved everything about this. I mean, uh, from the first episode where it kind of felt cheap CGI, this one felt much more like it kind of had uh, the Falcon um, or Captain American and Falcon kind of thing, like where it was uh, them running through different you know streets and stuff like that, where they had really cool action scenes. I felt like it uh, progressed really well. I felt like there was a lot of action, a lot of, plot a lot of character development in this one just kind of the the techniques that they used in this episode i thought were really unique and um i mean there was uh, i think usage of all sorts of different things uh, scene after scene that we'll kind of get into that i don't know i loved it like i, I really like the way that this is going it, it's becoming one of my favorites quickly yeah what i mentioned on the first episode was the feeling of um you know what they did with it is you know like i mentioned before this is the first time we're being introduced to a marvel character on the show who's leading the show yeah. you know all the other shows so far has had um you know all the all the other shows so far have had some sort of character that we've met before that we've seen before like wanda falcon winter soldier um loki hawkeye 
this is the first time we're being introduced with this and it allows them to kind of play for, you know, whole different way introducing stuff. And I think what I also like about this is that so far for my initial thoughts, we're two episodes in, we already know the main villain. We already know the main motivation of the villain and we've already seen our hero in their suit all stuff that they've been saving at times until the last or the penultimate episode of the shows in WandaVision. She doesn't have her new suit and become the actual Scarlet witch until the last episode. Um, Loki, we didn't know the villain until the very end, right? Even mm-hmm. WandaVision, we didn't know the villain was Agatha until right. late on uh, Hawkeye. We didn't know Kingpin until the episode before last um then they got their final suits right we mm-hmm. had um what's a uh, falcon and winter soldier we kind of knew the villains i guess but we didn't see cap in his outfit until the last the last one right so the the fact that we've kind of been able to see all of this in just two episodes it feels paced so well and so differently than all of the other shows as much as i like those shows this just feels like its own complete story without a lot of connections right now. And I think that mm-hmm. is what you needed for Moon Knight. I like the setting too. I mean, I, I like, like you said, I mean, it feels like they're really just trying to develop this character as much as possible because and like you said, we don't have any kind of connections to Moon Knight and now we do. I mean, it's like the real first character that we've had in a long time where we're just kind of going, wow, I mean, who is this guy? And I think because he's so unique and dynamic, it's like, wow. I mean, it, Marvel's done a fantastic job of kind of just introducing this character the, to the viewers. I mean, I know a lot of people know him through the comics, but if you're not a big comic book reader like I am, I mean, it, it really is enticing. Uh, actually, it was at uh, Coliseum. It's a big comic book store that we have here in Orlando. I was actually looking for Moon Knight stuff. They didn't have any, I think, because they probably have been ransacked because um, people have just gone and bought them because his little section was empty. Like I was, you know, how you're flipping through and you kind of push yeah. it forward. So I was like going through trying to find Moon Knight stuff just because I was going to buy a couple of issues. Because I, I honestly have never purchased a comic book. So, I mean, it'll be, it'll be kind of a You have goal. to. I know. To. And then we'll get you, we'll get you on. You know, um, if you were going to look, what, did they have, did they have trade paperbacks, like the collections there? Yes. Because that would probably be better in yeah. the sense of like picking up a random issue. You're going to sometimes run into like an arc. Or whatever right, that you're not yeah. familiar with, yeah. But like, um, it, it, I would say if you want to Moon Knight, uh, like the the Jeff Lemire arc that I covered on here before the show, mm-hmm. um, is probably similar to this more so than um, uh, than than some of the older Moon Knight stuff. Um, they made some changes. Steven usually in the comics is like a rich guy like okay. a Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Um, they, they changed that because they wanted it to be a little bit more uh, relatable and not, mm-hmm. um, they didn't want people to think of him as a Batman clone. Mm-hmm. Um, especially that this happened to come out in the same month as Batman. So that would have, that would have been a little rough, but um, before he started off as more of a regular and lately more and more, he's becoming more supernatural esque with the, you know, is it really happening type of thing, which we kind of get into in the, when, when people, (laughs) when it looks like he's crazy, (laughs) um, how the episode kind of opens up, right? Grant, uh, Stephen Grant wakes up. He thinks he was just dreaming, right? He's going to go to work and he's going to see that the, the pipes have burst and he's going to tell the security guard that, Let's go check the footage. You won't believe what you see. And we don't see the dog, right? Mm-hmm. Anywhere, the jackal. Uh, we don't see the jackal anywhere on the footage. So, of course, Steven gets fired because it looks like he just trashed all the toilets. But we do get to see Steven walk out and look at the camera. And it's actually not Steven. It's Mark. This is when we're kind of seeing Mark after he took over the body. Uh, and Oscar Isaac is just acting the hell out of this it's so clear when it's Mark and it's yeah. so clear when it is Steven, just from the mannerisms, from the look on his face, he has drawn that line of how simple it is to see through that. And I, mm. I really Oscar Isaac is doing, and I'm so glad that uh, he's joining the MCU. 
Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, it was, you know, it was funny. Uh, one of the guys that um, he's big into comics that I teach with, he comes in and he, we were talking about the first episode when that first came out and he asked me um, if Isaac was uh, British and I was going, I don't think so. Like I had to kind of look, think back. I'm going, he's played it so well that I, I think that I kind of look back and go, I don't think so. I think he's got the American accent. So we were like going back and forth on deciding whether uh, he had the, the accent or not, whether he's British or not. But I, I think you're right. Uh, and I, I'm glad they brought him into the fold. Um, I was really excited about it just because his, his work that, I mean, I thought he was great in Star Wars. Um, and this was just kind of like, all right, this is perfect. I mean, bringing him into the MCU. And I think we all have kind of that dream set of, of, of actors that I hope they kind of bring into the MCU. Um, I know John Krasinski, at one point, people were saying that he'd be cool in the MCU. Um, but it, it, like you got these list of actors and actresses that I think you just kind of want to see um, play and portray parts. But, man, you're right. Like, he, you can. I mean, you can totally tell. It, it's like two different people are acting. Uh, like, they're twins almost, but it's not the same person. So, yeah, no, I, I really enjoy the way that he's portrayed both these characters. So, he's been fired he has to give up his name tag which i thought was a pretty cool symbol of you know taking off the name of steven right mm -hmm. like he's, he's almost like he's no longer steven even though he still is in that personality mm -hmm. but just kind of like a, this is kind of part of him that's what steven's been doing he is the museum shop uh worker you know and he's gonna lose part of himself there but he's gonna try to prove that it's true he's gonna go uh finally track down where the storage container is that he had uh found a key of when he found the cell phone in his apartment last time and this is where we see another reflection of mark specter and we also see the passport for mark specter and uh this is the real personality. And what I mean by the real one, this is his original self. Mark Spector is, well, at least in the comics, we'll see how they do it here. But Mark Spector in the comics is the base personality. He mm -hmm. is the one that has and uh, is the one that has been around longer. And uh, Spector is trying to convince Steven to let him resume control the body because Steve's kind of getting in the way, right? Steven's getting in the way, and he wants to be able to wrap up this thing, which is supposed to be the last mission for Khonshu, and then he'll be good to go. Um, but uh, he finds the scarab, Mark does. He is going to kind of have some sort of Khonshu fright, right, in the storage mm -hmm. container that's going to make him run out on the street, almost get hit by a moped or a motorcycle, which happens to Layla, who we'll find out is Mark's wife, but this is the person that Steve had spoke to on the phone yesterday, and she was able to finally track him down. Uh, what was your thoughts on meeting Layla and just kind of, um, uh, you know, this whole uh, situation with the Scarab and finding out that they're married? And, uh, you know, she doesn't buy the act at first, right? Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I really like the the whole scene where he has to go into the storage unit where he's basically trying to find out what exactly his life is. It kind of reminded me, it gave me like very Harry Potter vibes where when they're going back to the vaults and they're trying to figure out who they are and kind of what uh, is going on. And when he has that interaction with the guy at the front desk and he's going, yeah, I know who you are. Like, <laughs> how could I not? Like, how could I forget who you are? And, and Steven's kind of looking at him like, what? And, and so he kind of walked back there and he has the interaction with Mark and he's talking in the mirror this is the scene i really like jordan that was kind of just weird to really like but i like the way that when they're walking down the hallway and those lights click and the breakers kind of make that noise and it's like clunk clunk and the way it like way. does like boom, 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 <laughs> yeah right? like as it's yeah. coming towards them yeah and then when things go crazy like the lights start flickering and stuff and he's trying to like and he's freaking out and you can tell it's mentally he's like what's going on um and that's when he gets all discombobulated disoriented and he kind of runs out and runs into layla um and i love that like i mean it it it's so cool because it's like it, a whole nother life is going on without any recollection from him and basically living this whole life. And he takes her back to the apartment, which we'll, be, we'll get to next, but it's, and then she's kind of making those. When she looks in the mirror and she looks at him and goes, that's not really him. 
like who I'm talking, like he's really there, there's something wrong. Like she does strange. start to finally get yeah. it right. Uh, at yeah. first, she's like not really buying it, but I think, I think specifically when they're getting hunted by the jackal and he doesn't know what she means by the mm-hmm. suit, she like mm-hmm. really just like okay, this is not, this is not him. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, I think it's interesting, and and what I. Uh, what I like is that, and what I think works well for the show too, is that we're being introduced to all of this at the same time Steven is. It's so much, mm-hmm. and I feel like if you want it to create a Moon Knight, let's say we create a Moon Knight movie, I feel like most of the time they'd probably start with Mark Spector making the deal with Conchu, coming back to life, and yeah. you know, then introducing the other personalities. But I think what's great about introducing with Steven is that we're just as confused as he is. And we're kind of at this point where he's had this history that we don't know yet that we're getting introduced into. Mm. And I think that's really, really fun and, and really cool to, to kind of see that. Yeah. I think it has um, that kind of same ahead. thing as like the Eternals, like the Eternals you kind of figured out with them instead of like, you know, going forward and, and then telling the whole story and then him coming back to life. And you already know most about him and the, then the confused characters trying to figure out what's going on. I like this setup better. It's like, I mean, we are living with him going, we're, we're trying to figure it out as he's going along going, what is happening? Who is this? Like who, where, who are these people? Who do we trust? Who we don't we feels like you're part of that kind of like alliance with him trying to figure out exactly uh, what's going on like you're almost another personality saying who are who are we <laughs> it's cool right um okay uh so we then have uh the police arrive and layla's going to go out the window um and what we're also going to see is the cops going to kind of force their way in here they're going to find the bag that has Mark Spector's passport. They're going to take him. He thinks he's going to the police station, but he actually gets taken to meet up with uh, our villain uh, of the, of the show. Arrow is where he gets taken to. Um, So it seems like Harrow's ideas are spreading. You know, uh, I'm not really sure where his base of operations are. We saw him in like the Swiss Alps, right? He had tons mm-hmm. of people there that were all for him. But now he's also saying that this area has been crime free for length of time, which makes it seem like he's kind of like a world traveler right now, kind of spreading his good word, right? Uh, what do you make of Arthur here as we're going to learn that he too used to be an avatar of Kanchu? And he didn't like that Kanchu was the fist of vengeance. He thought that it, you know, at least with Amit, they're able to kind of weed out the ones that will go bad later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what do you think of Arthur's motivations here? It's, it's a, I guess, good motivation, right? He wants a good world, but he's really going about it kind of the wrong way. Yeah, I, I mean, it, what it seems it seems like that's the kind of character arc that most of the villains have in Marvel where they, they, they really do. If you take out the, the evil aspect of it, they really do have what I think they feel is good intentions and what some people would feel is good intentions where, you know, you, you want good people in the world and the bad people don't really, you know, have a place in this world at times. So it's like they, you can kind of see where the character is getting, you know, the thoughts and the ideas, but then portraying it as like, he's got to eliminate and they've got to eliminate the bad people. Um, and, and keep the good people around is kind of interesting in, in a way that uh, it, and then also Jordan I think the other interesting thing is that like it, it's always up to these villains to decide who's good and who's not and the guy that picks up the scarab who uh, later on in the episode I mean that like in the choices that they make he he gets to be the ultimate decider on whether that's a good thing or a bad thing or whether these people are good or evil and he's kind of making that decision based on what he feels um, are moral or you know are the morals that somebody should have so i don't know i hate i hate these kind of the you know villains because they really do feel like they're doing the right thing and they feel like they're the good guy and then that's why they get such a cult following i mean it felt very jim jones when if you watch back to the episode 
if you didn't really notice the characters around him, if he, when he's walking through that like part of the town, it like they're kind of like following him like zombies. I mean, they like he in the way that he walks, he's kind of got like that mythical like kind of floating walk to him where people just kind of like are mesmerized by who he is like this great leader and, and kind of like what you would have in a dystopian society where people just follow him without actually asking any questions of him so um yeah i, I mean obviously I don't like the way that he's doing it but i mean i think the motive that he has is there and it also i think is going to get interesting for um for steven and, and mark to kind of figure out hey like and, and the moon knight character itself like what do we believe in because that's ultimately what's going to decide whether we take care of him in this way or that way so yeah yes uh arthur harrow by the way is a character that made one appearance in the comics by the way um so they they're really based and that was in the 80s they're really basing this off a character and being able to make kind of whatever they want to out of it um, like in the comics, he wasn't a previous avatar of Kanchu. I like that, that that's the case. Um, you can see how he kind of escalates, right? Of he wants to create this better world. Amit's able to kind of tell if somebody's going to go bad. And he is like, well, that's better than as he uses it, right? That the mm -hmm. vengeance comes to uh, if you're Kanchu's fist. And uh, Stephen brings up a good point. Stephen's going to say, well, aren't they innocent people then? And are you going to kill a kid? Yeah, hey. are you going to kill him before? Why and kill him before? <laughs> I love when Stephen's looking around. He's like, you guys are all good with him killing kids? <laughs> you guys are all into that? <laughs> um, but I also liked when you could hear Khonshu talking and mm. how Arthur was able to tell kind of what he said because he's familiar with Khonshu. He's, he's worked with Khonshu. So um, I, I think that's, that's a lot of fun uh, how that, how that works. Um, but then, you know, it looks like he, Arthur starts pushing the pressure on here, right? Let's figure out where the scarab is. Just give it to me now, all that kind of stuff. And we kind of see in the reflection, Mark telling uh, Steven not to give up Layla, well, Layla's going to give up herself here. She's going to come in here and say she's got the scarab. She's going to tell Steven to summon the suit. He has no idea what she means. So they're going to run away. And then we see Arthur summon one of the jackals. And uh, they get locked in this room where we're going to kind of have this conversation where Layla really realizes now that he is Steven. He is not Mark. He doesn't understand what's going on. Until he gets pushed out of the window with the jackal. And one of the coolest transitions in Marvel is as he's falling backwards, and then as he's going past like a pole, you see him land in the Mr. Knight costume, uh, which is what this version of the Moon Knight costume is called. And uh, I love that it's like because of a confusion of what he's supposed <laughs> to summon, you know? He's being told to summon a suit. He has no idea what the suit looks like, so this is what he summons. He summons this fancy white uh, suit with the Moon Knight uh, face mask, pretty much, and mm. that's what he's going on. And a popular suit nowadays, it's not. Uh, it's kind of a newer suit in the comics. It's not in a lot of comics right now, but this is... When I was saying that there's a lot of personalities, you have Steven, usually, you have uh, uh, Mark, you have Jake Lockley, and then you also have Moon Knight as his own personality. And then usually you have Mr. Knight as his own personality. What they've done is they've made Moon Knight Mark in the suit, and they've mm -hmm. made uh, you know Mr. Knight Steven in the suit. <laughs> and I think it looks really good. And um, I love when Mark is like, uh, what, what does he call him, a psychotic... Uh, like a, a psychotic like dapper or something like that like it's like you're a psychotic gentleman or something crazy but it was i can't remember i all i remember is when he pulls out the two rods and he goes what are these two like, yeah these, these are, are pretty fun cool. <laughs> i'm gonna try to find the quote because this i do is, think this is the part ashley walked out and, he, and even she sat down and was like 
what is happening? And she was laughing, like, what is happening? Like, especially when they're fighting, <laughs> well, they're fighting, they're, they're fighting this invisible beast. And they're both fighting and they're like, and it just looks funny because he's just getting the crap beat out of him. Um, but it was, it was one that we she walked out to and I was like, but you're right. And they call him the fancy drunk. That's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> well, yeah. He's like, there's like a fancy drunk out there because uh, of the way that he's fighting nothing. Uh, fighting nothing. Um, I, yeah, I thought that was, I thought that was really good. And he calls him, um, dang, I'm trying to find out what Mark calls him. But I do like that Steven thinks he looks pretty good. He's like, oh, I look pretty good. Like, you know, that's not something that Steven usually says. You know, he's kind of a somebody that doesn't um you know he, he kind of thinks down about himself all the time mm-hmm. you know so the fact that he was able to say like hey this is pretty good i think is a good sign for steven he's getting used to it i know some people some you know look how many podcasts have we done recently logan where uh, people complain about stupid stuff but uh one of the stupid things people are complaining about is how bad they've made steven fight as mr knight because mr knight is a cool comic book remember this is steven as him steven's not trained in this stuff like mark is so he's he's learning how to fight well we lost logan he's learning how to fight um in in the uh in the role here and we start to see him kind of a bit more um we start to see him get a little bit more uh confident in himself he's fighting you know, when he starts kind of getting a little bit more cocky he's starting to figure out his power he he does this powerful punch that even mark's gonna say hey that was a pretty nice punch bud but uh, let's let me take over so we can we can lead them away from here. And then I love the transition as he's just standing on the street with the bus and he just turns into Moon Knight mm-hmm. and then he just starts leading the thing away. And we get the run on the 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 rooftops. We get the cool leap he does in front of the moon. And then we get that moment where he turns around, picks up the jackal and just boom, right on the, uh, <laughs> right on the spike. And that cool shot too, where he just looks up and he's looking up at the moon. It was uh, just a really cool, really cool moment. And I think Moon Knight is becoming one of my favorite characters here. And I'm sure for a lot of people, uh, for somebody that maybe didn't know him, you know, he's becoming a favorite because, He's just really badass. Yeah, I mean, in that moments, the the moments leading after or leading up to the kind of towards it, you know, you really start to see him progressing as a character and becoming like this. Like we said, I mean, he's very dynamic in the way that he just exists, and and you can tell that Mark wants to exist in the way that he's got to. You know, he's always talking about like I have to have the blood on my hands, um, and then you know, Stevens kind of like the whole time he's been this like really shy museum guy. I mean, that's how I'd explain him. Like he wants to be this museum guy. He works in the retail. He's just scanning, you know, prices of things in the first episode. He doesn't want to be this like super. Logan, that's something or... that we used to do, right? We both right, worked retail. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine waking up and realizing <laughs> another half of you is a mercenary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, it is, it's just like, here's this life that they're completely different. I mean, it's kind of like Bruce Banner. Like it, like Bruce is very much like a nerd. He just wants to nerd out. He wants to be part of science. And then he's got this like crazy Hulk character inside of him. That's just breaking out and is, is violent. And he doesn't understand there's such disconnect. And that's the coolest thing about Steven and Mark. And that's why I think Oscar Isaac plays it so well. And we've talked about this, but like the dynamic that he can kind of show between the two characters and how, one wants peace, one wants, you know, humility. one wants to just be a shadow on a wall. The other one wants to be in the spotlight and is like this badass and like wants to take down whoever he needs to take down in order to kind of fill in the, the needs of what Kanji wants and what he's supposed to do and fulfill like the servitude that he keeps talking about. He keeps bringing up that I must fulfill the life that I need to fulfill and the sacrifices I need to make. 
Yeah, and uh, I found the line that Mark calls him. He calls him a psycho Colonel Sanders. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, that's Which what is, it is just a great line uh, with the white suit. Um, <laughs> you look like a psycho Colonel Sanders. That is great. Because isn't it Moon Knight? It's Moon Knight in the reflection talking to him at that point, right? It's, it's, or do we just uh, hear Mark's it's voice? Mark, it's Mark in the reflection dressed yeah. as Mr. Knight. Okay. Uh, like Steven. And yeah, he's like, what did you, what did you summon? Like, this is not <laughs> what we are supposed to be having. Um, <laughs> he drops the scarab during this, by the mm. way. And it's going to get picked up by, I don't know, a homeless man or somebody like somebody that. Somebody on the street. Arthur is going to just kill without judging him, by the way. Mm-hmm. He says, I wish he could see the world we're going to build, but he doesn't even judge him. So he's not even following the rules that he uh, is supposed to be going by, right? This guy mm-hmm. could have been judged to never do anything bad, and he didn't even give him a chance. This is murder. There's no way to justify this one. The guy was probably going to give it to him anyway. Yeah. No, it feels very like, I, you know, things didn't go as I had planned. So now I'm going to take it out on you. Um, yeah, I like this. It's kind of like that balancing act that Thanos had. He's like, I, you know, I'm trying to be the person who's saving the world. But at some point he gets into this like power trip where he's like, I no longer care about the balance. I just want to kill you. <laughs> it's it's violent. Yeah. But man, Ethan Hawke does such a good job. Oh, like, he's this great. Is perfectly casted for him. I mean, it just uh, like it has like a very Matrix kind of feel to it too. Like it's got it's got really good feels to it. I mean, it's a lot of my favorite movies that I've seen and good acting. It's like it all meshed into one perfectly. Um, it kind of has room. In, like there's so many like connections i can make to certain things the way that it's kind of produced but it, it is it's it's fascinating to kind of watch ethan hawk just kind of strolling through that town and and he's not like real like violent sounding and he doesn't do anything like really violent well, soft spoken yeah and he's got the, the one time he does he's got that that walking stick that he pounds on the ground um mm-hmm. and it makes that like i don't even know what it is but it's like the purple like, portal yeah thing. so yeah I, I loved it um just the way that he's kind of portrayed that character as well yeah, I mean, he's been great. Uh, I mean, really, we're at like a plus level acting for all mm-hmm. this stuff. And we get another acting scene here with Mark and Steven. Best scene of the whole Having series. their conversation where now Steven's the one in the mirror and he doesn't like being in there. And, and you know, this is where we kind of get the background of Mark, what he did, you know, why Conchu has made the deal with him, right? And we get this, uh, if he doesn't fill this, like fulfill this, he references that Conchu wants Layla as his next avatar, which Mark doesn't want to happen. Um, well, is good, right? And has provided some of these powers for our characters, He's still kind of not good, right? Like, Mm -hmm. he is, I guess, doing stuff for the right way. I mean, for the right reasons at times. But the way he goes about it is kind of rough. And, you know, he... Conchu's going to appear after Mark smashes the mirror while speaking with Steven. And Conchu's like, hey, if you don't get this body under control, man... I don't know what to tell you because he's like, this one is supposed to be my body, right? Mm-hmm. That's what he says. Like that, you belong to me. And if not, I know somebody that uh, you don't want me in, and that's Layla. Like he's mm-hmm. really threatening here, Conchu is. And they have to go, what the scarab does, right? The scarab directs them to Amit's tomb. So Arthur wants the scarab to leave Amit's tomb to bring Amit back to life, right? Or, you know, whatever, something Mm -hmm. like that. And uh, the episode ends with Mark waking up in Egypt. Or maybe Stephen waking up, right? We don't know who's Mm -hmm. waking up. (laughs) I mean, it's Mark still. Yeah. Stephen's trapped for a bit. But 
you know, waking up in Egypt to try to complete this mission. And I, I just think, again, I have to compliment the pacing of the show because we are two episodes done out of six and we already know Arthur's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. They're trying to get the scarab to lead them to Amit's tomb to restore Amit and have this new, new earth where anybody that would ever do anything evil is bad and mm-hmm. killed. So we have the motivation of the villains. The motivation of the heroes is to get to that tomb beforehand, stop Arthur from doing that because they're ultimately killing innocents. <laughs> so it's a real, we, we like, I, I'm really pumped that we, we already know all of this stuff. They're not it out there for anything. This will probably be the best Disney plus show because of those reasons. I mm-hmm. think. Totally agree. Like I'm a hundred percent. That was like perfectly put. I mean, it, it really does. It feels like they, they put you into this position. And I think, I think I know where it's going. Cause I, like, I think everybody does. I think you're going to have to deal uh, with Arthur. And then I'm also going to think that you're going to have to do a Kanchu, like freeing himself from like that, or maybe like having that interaction too. I think there's multiple elements to this and then finding out like Mark and Steven, like they both have to find, like there's so much of character development they have to kind of get through. Cause there's so many characters in one person that it's like, okay, we got to get all these people established. But you're right. It, it didn't feel rushed at all. It felt very like go with the flow. I, I love that that last scene just because it's so emotionally like, kicks in the mirror and smashes in. and then Kanchu comes down. He's talking to him. He goes, you know, this is my body. This is we, you do what I want. Like you need to get it under control. We need to do what we need to do. What we came here for. We need to stop this. And then I love the part where Mark goes where are we going? And then Kanchi goes, where the hell do you think we're going? <laughs> and that voice, it's just Egypt, so of perfect. Course. Right. It's just like that. Where the hell do you think we're going? It's like, I don't know. I, if I could do a Kanchi voice for the rest of life, I would. Um, it's, just, <laughs> it's like so intimidating. It's so like, loud. who plays that? Like, I don't even know whose voice is that, but. Um, oh, it, he's, um, I think it's what F Murray Abraham. Uh, he is been around a lot uh but his main role that he's known for nowadays is on the apple tv series called um uh mythic quest but yeah he's like 82 years old so okay i've seen him before i just don't know what i've seen but he's just so great like it's just that voice that's just like and it's so booming it's so like those voices inside his head are so much louder than the actual action that's going on. Cause I like, I have to turn this one up big time. Cause I, one, I can't really understand Oscar Isaac's English accent. Sometimes it's so oh, like, really? I love muffled. It. Like, no, I love it. But like, I've got to like put the captions on. Cause I'm like, I can't hear her. I must be getting old. Cause I'm like, I can't hear like the, the sharper words anymore. It's like, okay. So I turn on the like, captions. Know, I'm like, I'm old. I, I love British humor in this too, because there's a moment when, you know, the HR rep for the museum is giving him a pamphlet about getting help. Mm-hmm. And he says, you're not alone. And he says, yeah, that's part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's got this other guy with him, but like, it's just so delivered so well by Oscar Isaac. And um, it, it's peak like British comedy. Um, it's very it's dry. I like it. Like yeah, it, yeah, it is. I think that what makes it that's what makes it so clever. It's very clever and witty in the way that it's written. Um, but man, I, I like the international scenes too. I love traveling yeah. in international scenes anyway. But like it, now we're in what? Now we're in Egypt, I'm guessing, because the pyramids. But yep. Um, so this will be. I mean, this is God. This is going in a direction. And these are all like, Egyptian gods. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming Stephen's going to have to help Mark on this anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Like. Even being inside the body, we're probably going to get some more Stephen because Stephen's job at the museum, he knows all of this stuff as it was established in the first episode when he's talking to uh, the little girl about all this stuff and all the gods, the two gods that were missing on the poster that they had, all that kind of stuff. He understands all of it. So he might have to help too. People have said that this is kind of like an Indiana Jones type show, Mm -hmm. you know? So I feel like we're going to get a lot of that kind of stuff in the next few episodes. The biggest theory right now, okay, is that we will get his third personality, Jake Lockley, at some point in the series. And the people are saying this because, one, Steven did not ask out that girl. 
Mark maybe did not ask out that girl. He's married, and he's trying to protect Layla. So who asked out the girl from the museum for him? <laughs> maybe that third personality. We don't know. It could have been Mark. He's, you know, divorcing her maybe to keep her safe. So maybe he's moving on. I don't know. But it seems like he really cares for her. He doesn't want her hurt. So, I don't know. What would you think of that? What if the uh, the the popular theory right now is that a post credit scene at the end of season one is Mark and Steven reconcile and then we find out about a third personality? So would Jake Lockley, I think I'm trying to like read through what he is. Is he He's is a he like taxi a confident... driver? He's a taxi driver in New York. Mm-hmm. Um so he's very bold. It... Well, here's the thing, they might not keep that, right? Like mm. Steven is nothing. Steven's not British, I don't think, in the comics. He's like a TV mogul or mm-hmm. something. So they could change it up. I would like it though. Like, I keep giving me more. Maybe like that's more to it. I mean, just keep adding in characters because everything so far has been great. So I guess just keep doing what you're doing. And if you're gonna need another character to kind of portray, like you're right. I now that you say that, I wouldn't see Mark asking her, and I definitely wouldn't see Steven asking her. Does she ever refer to like Mark by name? I don't think so. That's what I was thinking. I think she's like, "Hey, you." Yeah. I seriously think that. No, like I do. Said. Yeah, but I think she thinks it's Steven. Yeah. Because she works with them, but I don't think, I don't think she uh, Interesting. never says yeah. their names. Huh. I like that theory, though. I mean, <laughs> going back to what you said about the museum, when I love this one, when the detectives are in the or like his people, Arthur's people are in the thing, and he goes, "What is this?" and he goes, uh, "Paperweight." <laughs> he goes, yeah. "Where'd you get it?" Uh, paperweight store. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, and it's funny because Arthur uses those people to get information, right? Like. Mm-hmm. He was apparently listening in. Yeah. Mark is having this conversation with Steven in the car. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, now I understand why you didn't recognize me and why you're acting so strange. It's because you're an avatar of Conchu. Like, he got it. He's yeah. like, I understand you have another personality, but you also have Conchu in your head. I get it. I've been there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was kind of what his thing was. But you can kind of see, like, uh, Mark, like Stephen, was uh, kind of getting his point of view for a bit until he mentioned about people doing stuff that they haven't done yet, right? Like that mm-hmm. was when Mark, I mean Stephen, see this is confusing. Stephen's yeah. like, no, that's yeah. not what we're supposed to be doing." Um, I do you think he got like the to go with it during the blip, like during that time where all these people are gone and people are searching for answers? Or do you think this ranges back even further? That's a good one. I didn't even think about I The, the blip makes sense though. Like if it, I wonder if like you could have different personalities where one was erased. Well, I meant maybe... Arthur. If Arthur got all the oh. power. Oh, yeah, you like skipped out when you said it. Okay. Arthur. So yeah, like I could see that kind of like where this this leader that you really need to have at the moment of, you know, nobody being around and needing somebody to actually lead them. Um, yeah, I guess I, I'm kind of interested to see how the, maybe some of these. It'd be cool to see kind of some of these villains connect in a way, um, and eventually, like it, like you know how we had the Avengers before. I think some of these these villains together would be interesting. Like I think that he'd be interesting with Kingpin. Like it would be fascinating kind of see some of these you know on the coast kind of guys get together and have like these instances where things are like what the hell's happening like these villains are kind of like this ring of of bad guys but it yeah yeah like i I think that that could be definitely the case where they look to him because there was nobody to look to at that point i don't know but yeah it's interesting Uh, so some people are saying that there was an interview with Oscar Isaac of him teasing Jake Lockley, maybe coming with his own suit. So we might get all three. We might get all three personalities. Important. I just like the way they, they use, I just like the way they, uh, again, I'll speak to the reflection thing, but there, there's one part yeah. that came to mind too, where he's standing in the apartment, they're talking or she's where Layla's talking to him. 
and like you can see the disappointment in Mark's face because he there's a one point where like where Steven turns and you could he's looking yeah, at yeah, yeah. and you can see Mark's reflection in like the little mirror behind him and he's going like that, kinda like mm. I think it was after Steven said something about like he, Steven kind of put Mark down a bit, right? And mm-hmm. Layla, I guess, kind of agreed or something that he was kind of like, well, yeah. Yeah. There's a point, too, where he's like talking. Oh, I think it's when he's talking to Arthur and he goes, are you, are, like, you're having issues and he's talking about the issues that he's having. And, and then Steven goes, yeah, the crazy, are you talking about the crazy American guy? <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, he's like, that's the little American guy in me or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> But it is. It's just like it's so well written. Like I'd love to just kind of see like a day of in the life of the writers that they're just like, how can we make these really small connections to the two characters and like kind of bridge them together? And then also using Arthur because he's been the Avatar before Burkanshu. Like, how can we wrap that all together? And and that's even a cool moment when they're wrapping it together and he, he's convincing that he didn't that he was an Avatar when he says, "This is what Kanshu is saying to you right now." Isn't he? he goes, "Can you hear him?" And he's like, right. "No, I can't hear him." Um, I used to. Yeah. But God, it's so well written and so well acted that I'm I'm ready for like more characters too. Like I'm more like not any of the characters you know, but like adding in more like complex maybe the Jake thing is more complex too that they're gonna add in maybe. So that'd be kind of cool to see other personalities make this even more complex. And the the thing that you may not know too, like the the statue that he's talking to all the time. Yeah, the gold statue. What's that all about? Yes. So as we saw in the first episode, it was a real statue, right? Mm-hmm. More like a man in statue paint, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, the writer of the show and what he's credited as in the credits, the statue, is uh, credited as Crawley, okay? Crawley is one of um, Moon Knight's uh, allies. Okay. He's a homeless man in New York who usually is an informant and gives Moon Knight information. Uh, So what they've done instead here is like this statue that Steve to, uh, to kind of air out his thoughts instead of putting Crawley actually in the show. But I like this though. Yeah. That's That's a cool way to bring somebody in. Um, Cause he's talking to him and he's talking to him. He goes, that's a good idea. And he didn't even say anything. It was like, he kind of looks at him like, yeah, the statue actually kind of looks at him like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that, you know, that's something to keep an eye on. And, and the name in the phone other than Layla is Dusham. And that is one of his mercenary friends, uh, Jean-Paul Dusham, who's also known as Frenchy. Um, so we, we're kind of getting some nods and some winks to some of these characters that have mainstays of the moon knight um supporting characters do we know when this takes place like roughly or do you think we figure that out later they said it does take place after hawkeye okay so i don't know um so probably around now right i mean not around now i guess but um it takes place. Uh, let's see if Moon, uh, if Hawkeye was around like tw- twenty four Christmas. This is probably what twenty twenty five spring, somewhere around there. So I got a question for you. Do um, do Black Knight and Moon Knight know each other? Like, would that be? Because that feels like ancient magic too. Uh, I don't think that they really like hang out there's been more of a recent trend of having these characters um you know like these type of characters um okay so there's going to be a what's it called a a limited series like a or not a limited series i guess it's gonna be a special it's gonna be one episode that they're putting on around halloween called werewolf by night Mm-hmm. That is where he actually made his first appearance, Moon Knight. And Werewolf by Night is a uh, is a uh, 
Marvel character is kind of like a well, like a werewolf, right? Uh, that he will go up against at times. Uh, so they're making a they're making a one off thing of that for Halloween. That's cool. So um, coming this year. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I I think you can still kind of mix him in with like Blade and Black Knight. Mm-hmm. And kind of have this supernatural esque thing, and I think it would kind of fit together. Throw Shang Chi well. in there, They're ancient Egypt, ancient China. There you go. Yeah, there you, you go. could do that. Do some, do some. I just like, and I, I was actually listening to a pod. I don't remember. I don't remember if this was you or somebody else, but because um, I listened to somebody say this, and they were they were talking about the fact that like we're, we might not even get like this kind of like Avengers team up thing. We pre- we might get like more of like what you see in like civil war kind of stuff where you see like not all of them together, but you know, four or five of them or three or two of them or, you know, different ones to kind of like, like where you could keep like, like kind of like we saw with uh, no way home where we saw Peter with strange. And so that like you have that and you'd have more of those little tight groups. Um, And then they were talking about like, maybe there isn't a future going forward for some of these characters. Like maybe Marvel finally gets on this, you know, which would be good for them is to kind of get out of that like Avenger thing where they all have to kind of connect with some big villain, like instead having like these little pods of them and just kind of, you know, taking that storyline and going through it and then leaving it at that and not actually having them all combine. So, yeah, I think we're a while away from Avengers. Yeah. But, but we you got still all think these... it happens. Like you still think that. Like, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. It's not going to have all the characters like Endgame. You're going to have your roster that'll probably mm-hmm. be filled out by certain things. If you were going to have anything with, you could probably fit him into Midnight Suns. That's another um, team name. Okay. And their roster is typically Werewolf by Night, Doctor Strange, Ghost Rider, Morbius, Hellstrom. Uh, you could even put, yeah, you could put Moon Knight in here. You can put, um, let's see some of the other characters that have been part of it before. Punisher, um, Moon Knight, Iron Fist, Blade. You can put like Black Knight and them in this Midnight Suns. I think it's kind of like, that. would this be like Nick Fury has to submit like a roster and like he calls some people in and then Marvel gets, the Marvel Universe gets mad at like the fans get mad at like him not bringing in. Like, dude, you didn't bring in Shang-Chi? What the hell's wrong with you? He's just not Probably, in good form yeah. right now, you know? Like he's not in good form. Like how are we supposed to call him up? Um, exactly. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of, I, if anything, I think instead of a, like, I don't know if I see Moon Knight appearing in the Avengers anytime soon. Mm-hmm. I think you could get like a Midnight Suns and you have Blade, Black Knight, Werewolf by Night, um, Moon Knight, lots of knights. Yeah, lots of knights in the, in the Midnight Suns. the Marble Table. And, uh, yeah, you can have a team like her. Um but Feige did say Moon Knight will be in movies going forward as well. So I love the the ending. That brings me back to Old Avengers Day, where it's like Moon Knight will be back or will yes, return. Will and... return. I'm assuming he's gonna pop in that um Werewolf by Night show. Gotcha. Maybe. I would think That'd so. Cool. Like that would make sense. Because that's the first thing when you Google Moon Knight, it says Moon Knight makes his first appearance in yeah. Werewolf by Night. So it's like okay. And that was cool. uh they already filmed that. Oh, okay. So that would make sense. They could have filmed it around. Yeah, that'd be fun, huh? Well, this, wasn't Eternals in England? Wasn't? Weren't? They? Yes, it was. Yeah, it was at a museum in oh. England as well. <laughs> so some people thought that might tie in, but uh, so far, no. Hey, it's I like the Eternals. Different okay. museum. It's a different it's a lot, museum. Yeah. A lot of people rip on the Eternals, but I, I know. The I, I enjoyed it too. Like I really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was dynamic. It was it was way different than anything they'd ever done. Yeah. So I liked it. I like the way that this is going. It's much more mythical, um, with Strange and all of them. Like it's much more of like alternate universe and just having these alternate characters and like we're gonna By get By the a... way, tickets for Doctor oh, Strange yeah. are now on sale. 
Yeah, I was looking at buying mine today. I was like, where do I want to go? You haven't got mine yet. Uh, I'm probably going to wait until... Um, because the three show times that they're having on the Thursday are 3, 5.30, and 8.40. Oof. They'll add more showings as it gets closer, so I'll just get tickets uh, then. Uh, but yeah, any last thoughts on the first two episodes here of Moon Knight? Can I tell you where I think it's going? I already did. Yeah, uh, yeah, go ahead. I think, I think, like I said, where I think we're going to get, a, I think we're going to quicker re- resolution with Arthur, or like a like he's kind of a quicker one, and then I think Khan shoes a much bigger problem for the both of them. Like I, I don't know, I, I feel like there's something weird that's going on. Like he's gonna have to free himself, I think, and I think he'll want to free himself of Conchu's service. The only issue if you freeze your if you free yourself, then you don't have the powers anymore. Well, so that's that I think we're gonna get to that decision where he's like, I know I'm gonna miss you, partner, but <laughs> I don't know. Like I just feel like there's something like that coming. Like I felt very like the fact that we're so far right now into it, like now we're dealing with Arthur in Egypt, like unless something like there's like a twist, which you know Marvel's good at. So Maybe don't we don't want to kill Arthur. Maybe the Arthur is a good guy and Conchu's the bad guy. What I would think is that there's gonna be some twists of or you know, there's gonna be some struggles that are going to while he has the scarab that leads him to the the thing, I, I think it might not be as straightforward for for Arthur. I, I think there's still going to be maybe some trials that he has to try to get through, which is going to allow Steven to kind of catch up and other things that are going to happen that will extend this a bit more. That's what I would think. But it's probably the easier answer. Mine's more traumatic. Who knows? That's why we do the stuff, right? That's why we watch the show. That's mm-hmm. why we get ready. Uh, so far, I haven't been able to get Joy to watch it. See, actually, Ashley, like I said, Ashley enjoyed the 10 minutes or so of what she watched. She thought it was interesting. Yeah, well, I've been trying to get my wife to watch it. She's like, last Wednesday, I was like explaining it to her. And I'm like, let's watch it. She's like, you can watch it first and I'll watch it later. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll go upstairs and watch this then. And then yesterday, I watched this one during uh, my lunch break. And then I was like, Hey, do you want to, I want it to watch them again. So I'm like, Hey, do you want to watch them? She's like, mm, let's watch Superman and Lois. I was like, okay. Uh, yeah, we can watch that. And then I was like, I guess I'm not watching moon Knight again before this podcast. Yeah. Um, so hopefully maybe tonight or something. I don't know. We'll see. It's definitely worth the joy. If you're listening, if you can hear me, she doesn't listen to this. She definitely does. Jordan. She always texts me about it. Like, can't believe, oh, yeah. can you believe that he said this about that? I was like, yeah, I was on it. <laughs> I was in agreeance. What are you talking about? Oh, man. Our wives don't ever watch shows that we want. Like this is way. She watches off. all of them. Yeah. Usually. I wish Ted it's Lasso, just... like, I'm like Ted, yeah. she hate, actually hated the guardians. I'm like, how dare you? Um, yeah. Sounds like she doesn't have good taste, Logan. No, no. She asked will. this stuff before you got married. Right, honestly, and I'd probably show her. She'd probably like think Thor: Dark World was the best thing that she's ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I saw your tweet to Casey on Pixel Pals. For those of you who listen, Jordan's got three hundred podcasts. Um, yeah, it's up to three hundred one now. Um, but yeah, when you're that. texting it, you're tweeting at Casey, and you're like. Uh, Thor Dark World's up next, and you're like, oh, God, I'm sorry for you. <laughs> also, I also had a spirited debate with Casey about, is Star-Lord really at fault for the snap? Yes. I said no. And I'm not going to get I... real spirited about it, but I, I, like, I think yes, but I think it was also, it had to happen. Yeah, that was what I said. I said it, okay. it had to happen that way for them yeah. to, to do it. So, like yes, it's his fault, but ultimately it doesn't matter, right? right? It doesn't matter. Like that's and also, I've read a comment online too that said that why are we when we could single Thor for not going for the head? We could single out a whole bunch of people for stuff that they did wrong that day. But uh, Wanda, I think Wanda's to blame some too. Strange saw it all, and uh, he knew what had to happen. So Iron Man. I don't really blame Peter on that. Everything worked out fine. Right? right? I mean, he started it with Civil War. 
think it all stems from the issues he and yeah. Kat had. If they, they didn't have if problems. They were not, exactly. If they were all together, they don't they don't fail, mm-hmm. right? So it, you can blame it however you want to. Um, I think it's fine just because they explain it a way of it was supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. I can I can forgive anybody for when it says it's supposed to have. everything worked out the way it's supposed to. We got two great movies out of it. <laughs> so two of the best totally, movies of all time. Like, I'm yeah. totally fine with uh with what happened in Infinity War and Endgame. <laughs> Agree. Yeah, I'm but, heated over Star Lord. I know a lot of people won't watch Guardians because they hate him so much. Yeah, no, I I I, th- I like Star Lord, so um Chris Pratt. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Star Lord, yeah, but Chris Pratt. Eh. <laughs> if you want to follow uh, the show or give us any feedback, email us marvelplusrecaps at gmail.com, Twitter at TO Infinity Saga, Facebook.com slash Infinity Saga Beyond. Um, yeah, those are the places you can contact us and let us know your thoughts on what's going on with Moon Knight. Hope everyone has a great rest of your week and look forward to next Wednesday's episode of Moon Knight. Episode three, we don't have a title yet, but uh, enjoy as they traverse Egypt and try to stop Arthur Harrow.